<laughs> so it kind of isn't a week off but it is sure and uh we're down george uh george is, is tied up with school and all that fun stuff that goes on and uh matt has been moving so matt hasn't been around he's in the process of moving so uh down to the gruesome twosome the one that started it all the ogs if you will and uh we're starting with some uh we're kind of doing one brewery tonight not intentionally just i was going through the fridge and like these two would actually work together uh, two new ones from Smutty Nose, which is a really great New Hampshire brewery. Uh, the first one we're having, this is out of a 16-ounce can. It's called Kung Fu Hobo. It is a, a Kolsch beer. It's from the, they do a Smut Labs uh, kind of side project beer thing where they do some really weird, funky beers on the stuff. Um, they had like a couple sours. They did a triple IPA. They do a bunch of weird things, but it's kind of becoming more of a brand for them than it was one-off projects, but... This is actually the first one that I've ever seen canned, but it's just a really nice Kolsch. I figured, got to start the transition out of summer now, and Kolsch is a really good summer beer, but, you know, if you go to the store, you see all the pumpkin everything now already. Well, I mean, the name alone should attract anybody. Oh, yeah, definitely. Just having, having a nice little kung fu hobo. You have a guy doing a kung fu kick with, uh, what do they call the knapsack in the back there? There's a name for it. I can't think of what it is now. They have a name for those? Yeah, it's something with a B, I feel like, but I can't I can't think of what it's called. But yeah, the little, you, we've all seen them. We all grew up watching cartoons with the stick and the little <laughs> hanky tied in the back with all your possessions. You know, it's it's funny because uh, usually I, I don't, you know, give the dollar to hobos if they're asking for it. But if they had that getup, like if he had the full, like, cartoon getup. Right, exactly. You know, barefoot, and then the you know the 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 sack over with the stick and everything. I would definitely give him a dollar for that. That would actually be a pretty cool thing to see a, a uh, Ryu hobo, and just keep yelling like "Hadouken!" <laughs> yelling it repeatedly, just in the middle of the street. You're like, you know what? This guy's obviously crazy. <laughs> I'm gonna give him something because he's he's giving me some entertainment. The 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 best. Homeless guy I ever saw, and this is, forgive me for this may gross out some people, but it's still in my embedded in my brain. Um, there was a guy on the street, and this is in California, if I remember correctly. Um, woman walked by him, and he yelled something just along the lines of like "Hey, baby" or whatever. Gave him a dirty look and kept walking. And his response was, "What? I just want to get my dick back." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So wow. That's one for uh, if you want to use a nice pickup line. Sure. Like, I'm sure that would work at some point. It, it was a, a couple of months ago. I was walking my dog with my wife, actually, and I'm I'm not even kidding. Uh, I, you know, it's on the subject of cat calling. There's this probably seventy some year old woman sitting on her porch, right? And she's surrounded by like Jesus statues that don't leave all year round. Like there, it's the the manger scene in the front, but it just never leaves. Like whatever time of year it is, there's the manger scene. She's got crosses and stuff all over the place. And she go, she yells to me, and I turn and she says, uh, "Is your fly down? You want me to pick it up for you?" And I'm just like, my jaw. I'm like, wow. Like I can't. 
I just got sexually harassed by like a senior citizen in the middle of the street while I'm walking my dog. So now after you finish having sex with her, um, what? <laughs> <laughs> we actually we we broke the manger scene in the front. <laughs> it was pretty. It was it was it was pretty dirty. Dear pal, the sweet baby Jesus was crushed in the middle of my lunch. <laughs> it's a good thing her husband slept through the whole thing. Or was dead. I I can't even. Just the thought of, but I don't know how Hollywood would react because hearing an old woman doing it would be so comical. Right. It was funny, but then I felt like dirty too at the same time. Like I felt like. Yeah, like I, I'm like, all right. I, I obviously don't totally understand what women go through when they get catcalled on the street, but I'm starting to feel it. I'm starting to understand. That's one of the things I've always wondered: is how does that still persist to this day? And what is the percentages of success? There right. Has to be some, if, if it's still going on. I would think, yeah. But I. But I, I, w- I would think it's diminishing returns. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, so I'm. I don't want to go too dark, but I've been watching the news all day today. I'm assuming you've seen the oh, craziness of this. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I guess we're actually putting a timestamp on when we usually don't. So, uh, but yeah, it was happening today the the shooting in Virginia, and I didn't. I, I watched the news video, but apparently this guy taped it himself. I right. Think, yeah. Yeah, and, and I I guess the the video is floating around. Yeah. I haven't I haven't gotten that far, but a friend of mine actually lives uh, not too far from there, and actually saw the broadcast live with the shooting and everything, which is is pretty messed up. I, I, I did see the you know well that that part I saw on CNN, and, and it was it was weird because it said uh, contains graphic content. I'm like, oh no, how bad was this? And I, I watched it, and it, that wasn't. I mean, you, you know, knowing what happened when you mm-hmm. see that, that's one of those things like. Like some of those beheading videos that don't show the whole thing. Like knowing what happened still makes it really hard. But then to find out that they actually taped that and put that out there. Right. I, that's the stuff that on the internet, like I never got into the, the I don't know if it's even the dark recesses of the internet. That, that's like a whole other level of those, like the beheading videos. and. Oh, it's out there. I mean, you know, everything from 4chan or rotten.com, you know, I mean, it's all. <laughs> Right. Yeah, it was before it was really big. Yeah, you know the, the photos, but I couldn't watch like someone. Like, I mean, like, did you ever see that? Uh, I don't want anybody to go look this up if you don't. If you don't know, but, but uh, three guys, one hammer. Have you heard of that whole thing? No, I don't think I saw that one. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> it's, it was. Um, I'll just tell you what it is, but the, it, there's videos of this somewhere. Um, these three Russian kids. They're Russian, so that kind of gives you. General blank and understanding of what the hell I'm about to so say. So they're drinking a lot of vodka. And and they they go around with a hammer and just kill random people and and tape this. What and the fuck? The most gra- like there, there is one of like a guy getting his literally getting his head bashed in, and it's all on video. Yeah, 
they taped the whole thing. They wanted to tape the whole thing. Um, I don't remember what they said when they got caught, but it was just like a stupid kind of, we just wanted to see what happened type thing. I, I don't remember how many kill people they killed. It was into the teens, I believe, if not even more. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, that's kind of what I went up with that video was going around on the internet. I'm like, why do you want to see this? Well, you know, the it, it's gruesome enough when this stuff comes up and then you know the the mourning process doesn't even start before people are already turning it into some sort of political agenda so i don't know if that happens over there like where that video originated but it seems like in america every five seconds there's another shooting i mean there's been i think i think i read today something like 200 and some 223 something like that uh shootings this year alone in the united states uh that are considered mass shootings and uh the 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 weird thing about it is we 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 don't we we say that we feel bad about it and that we're mourning these people and everything else but usually within the same thought then we start going on social media and ranting or going on the news stories online and commenting and things like that and people are calling into you know uh news shows and stuff like that and turning it into some kind of agenda and i already saw that happen today because uh the the details were still coming out you know this morning this afternoon and uh as it developed it turned into oh he's a disgruntled employee so then people looked into okay what kind of employee was this guy and from what i've read so far which you know you can take with a grain of salt because of course details are still forthcoming but uh you know he was a guy who um, had been fired from previous jobs or was considered hard to deal with at certain places. This guy had been fired within the last year, I guess, from this place before he you know, committed the shooting. And he claims on a Twitter account that was soon deleted, again, who knows if it was his or not uh, for sure, but um, he said something to the effect of that, uh, they, that they were racist, you know, and that he yeah, was a victim of racism. Right, and he and he had done this apparently at previous places he worked too. So this this is a pattern of this. So then immediately I saw these kind. Of, oh well, well here you go. Here's all these these people saying that you know ra- racism is is to deal with it when you know this guy goes out and shoot people. How, you know then what does that say about those people and so on and so forth. And then it's just it's it's black people, it's white people, it's this and that, and it just yeah it completely you know whitewashes the whole situation you know like it, it, every, everything everything the circumstances are different i don't think you can just generalize and say well all people like this are going to do this or all people like that are going to do that it's just it and i wonder I, I do think that is more uh, of an american thing just from what you see when these other things happen in other countries i mean russia is a, is um, like it's unto itself because it's it's you know yeah it's maybe a bit of a kind of a you know rough blanket to throw over them, but they're known for being very cold people, very hard. You know, they don't show their emotions. They're, they're just, that's just how they are. That's a general demeanor. And I, I believe I, I'm not going to the name, but um, the serial killer with the most kills ever it was from Russia, to the point like he has hundreds, and they still haven't found everybody. Wow. And um, that kind of I think kind of goes hand in hand with. Is not to you know, the is Russian and she'll make the same joke. So I feel, I feel like I'm <laughs> <laughs> I got my one friend that's so, but um, yeah, there, there's a lot within that, and you see it in American culture, and that's what I wonder too is that obsession with seeing these awful videos that's available. Like, like it's it's weird 
to me especially, because that stuff, like, I love horror movies. I will watch, you know, fucked up horror movie with just awful gore and awful violence, but I, I can't watch those things. I, I can't do it because it's like that's a real human life. It's kind of, to me, like a horror movie is almost like a roller coaster. Like, you feel like you're out of control. You feel like you're going to go off the rails and you're going to die. But you don't. You know that in the back of your head. I mean, I shouldn't say that because it's, it's a good one. It happens, but, but yeah, but very rarely. But with, with horror movies, it's like you know you're sitting in your chair and you're okay. And seeing those things, it kind of comes and goes. And then you're done. You go on and do you know whatever you wanted to do. But seeing those videos, it just sits in you. Because I remember like, seeing some initially, and it, just, it still just kind of sits with you in this way that it scars you a lot more versus watching a really gory horror movie, even if it's done in a fucked up way, like those um, guinea pigs, the Japanese, uh, don't watch. That's the one that Charlie Sheen called the cops because he was convinced they were real in the 80s. <laughs> I mean, he was probably on fuck knows what, but he, sure. he, he watched one. There was a, I believe it was the one where there was like a mock autopsy um, snuff film type thing, and it was just... They were fucked up. If you've ever seen any of the guinea pigs thing, that's the thing that's cool, but I, I'm not into that stuff. But uh, even watching those, like, you can kind of distance yourself and walk away, whereas, like, you know someone really was killed or his family's affected and stuff like that. It's like that takes away from being able to have a desire to see that. Right. Because, I mean, if I go that way, I, I would be some jack off sitting in his mother's basement with Cheetos all over himself. This guy, like, I, I, I will haunt that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I will come back and I will haunt that guy. I like to haunt that guy anyway because I can't stand those kind of people. But that's a whole other <laughs> I mean, maybe it's our way of, uh, you know, this is our way of coping now is to, yeah. to you know, uh, blame the other, you know, whoever the other person is. If you're a liberal, it's the conservatives. If it's the conservatives, then blame the liberals. And, you know, maybe that makes you feel better and you deal with the tragedy in that way. It's just very unhealthy to do that. Oh, yeah. And in the same way that it's very unhealthy for these people to turn this stuff into entertainment. You know, when you see it over and over again. And I don't like guys like Jon Stewart have, you know, taken the, the media to task, too, because, you know, they'll sh they'll say, well, here's the graphic video. Let's show it to you over and over and over and over again. Now, imagine you're that family and you're watching your family die over and over and over again. Like, what is the. Exactly. I just think there's a classier way to do that kind of stuff. You know, you did like, like, you know, I was in the newspaper business for a while and it was, you know, putting a body on the cover and sell papers. And it's like, but you know, you, you, you have to stop for a second and say, am I going to sleep? Okay. Yeah. Putting, putting a body on the cover, you know, to sell a few papers, you know, and, and keep my job. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, look what you're doing to that family or that community by, you know, putting a body there. And, you know, and, and in, I think in, a, in most cases, it's not necessary. I think in some cases, you know, maybe it is to show the impact or the power of it. I mean, there's a, it, it's such a fine line, especially with like photography, for example, uh, to capture those important images. Like, look at, look at, you know, what with Vietnam, if we want to get real deep, 
you know, a lot of the photos and images that came out of there led to people protesting and stopping that thing from happening because, you know, I think people didn't realize what was truly going on there. Same with, uh, you know, the Holocaust and things like that. If we didn't see those images, and there's still people to this day that deny it ever happened. I mean, no, I mean, they're they're idiots, but I mean, you know, there there's still people out there that do. So, I mean, it's not that this stuff doesn't need to be documented, but does it need to be exploited? And I think there's a fine line between, you know, showing something uh, to educate and showing something to exploit or to entertain. And you get those those websites that, you know, you can just look this stuff up and watch it. And it's why why would you want to watch people die for entertainment? You know, like and there's a lot worse than that. I mean, there there was um, you familiar with the photographer Kevin Carter? Do you remember him? Um, yeah, I believe so. Wow. He, he shot himself in the car and he explained all this in the suicide note about how devastating it was that he was becoming a quote unquote commercial success on the backing of the suffering and death of, of a whole generation basically in that area. Exactly. And it's like that's something you kinda have to, to come to terms with and that's where media is now and and it's funny, I was actually just watching before I um I'm slowly phasing out cable and uh that's a good decision. Have you ever heard of that Sling TV? Uh, yeah. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I stumbled upon them because I was looking up uh, El Rey, the Robert Rodriguez's network. Oh, right. He actually has a lot of awesome exploitation films he puts on there. And you can get it through Sling TV. And, well, I'm not paying by them. I'm going to tell you why. Because I don't want to pay anybody. But, <laughs> but I found it. And like, they have like AMCs on there, TNT, TBS. They have all these cable networks streaming live on Fubo. And... I was watching before, I think it was on one of the channels, they were playing Running Man. Mm. And I hadn't seen that since I was a kid. Like, I, and like, it's so, it, yeah, it's an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie in the late 80s, and it was really directed poorly, but it really did kind of nail where society was going. Like, yeah, we were not at that level of, of ridiculousness that that kind of went to. And there's other movies that, what was it, Session 9? No, not Session 9, um... There was another film that was similar, but uh, I'm not going to remember the name of it now. But I remember, I just remember it being a blockbuster. I remember I can see the cover, but I can't think of the movie. But it was basically people had handheld cameras and kind of went around, and it was filming one another and all this stuff. Um, or sport, or a game. And it's just like that's kind of where things are going, is like this blood sport 
that people always predicted we would go because of our society. Right. And we always get backlash like, no, we're not. But that kind of word is gone. And I don't know how you put that cat back in the bag. Yeah, and exactly. That's a tough thing. It's like we all know this is wrong and we all don't want to be a part of it. But how do you stop that? And it's like, yeah, you could just oh, not watch the news or not. But you can't because that that's not how it works. It's not like, oh, we just stopped watching the news. Like, well, now we're not informed by anything. Right. And, you know, there. Uh, I think people are, are quick to, you know, trash the media in every which way possible and to blame them for this and that and stuff, too. But at the same time, like, you know, they have to walk a fine line every day. And, and you know, not all of them are good at it. And most of the mainstream networks, unfortunately, have just turned to infotainment, more or less. Um, you know, playing YouTube videos on national television and calling it news. I mean, it makes me sick. But, um, you know, at the same time, uh, there are plenty of, you know, good journalists still out there, you know, doing good work. And, uh, you know, their job isn't easy because they're constantly under criticism. You know, they, they, they don't, they don't get a reprieve from that because you all kind of get lumped in, whether you're good, bad or otherwise, you just kind of get lumped together. Um, and, and it's, it sucks because there are a lot of good people doing good stuff. And I, I think that stuff doesn't really get shared around enough. I think it's the, 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 you know, people complain all the time, uh, about, how, you know, there's too much negativity in the world and things like that. But, I mean, I see it on my website every week. You know, we're, you know, 99% of what we publish is positive news about the area that makes us look good and, and shows all the great things that are going on. And, you know, it gets it gets shared around and stuff, and we do well on social media. But when we do a story that's negative in any way, and it's not because we're trying to exploit a bad situation— but we have to inform people like if, you know, and it, it sometimes is something is just as simple as like this venue closed because they went out of business or whatever. Then you get people who rant and rave. They share the hell out of those stories. I mean, those stories blow up. Like I see the traffic spikes when we post things like that. And it to me, it's it says everything you need to, to, to say. It's not just the media. It's people that feed into that. You know what I mean? If if uh, they wouldn't deliver it if that's not what people would want. You know, and unfortunately, people would rather talk about all the negative, bad things going on in an area than focus on the good stuff. Because, I mean, I think on a daily basis, the good stuff far outweighs the bad stuff. It's just that stuff is just considered every day whatever, and we don't care. It's sad because a lot of what you would regard as good or positive news uh, is kind of treated as nothing. And it's like, well, that's what's expected. But sadly, in the day and age we're in, that's not what's expected anymore and then people kind of gloss over it because it should be expected it should be expected that people do kind things for one another but when they do it's like oh my god this this person and it becomes this thing that it's like no that's that's how we should be that shouldn't be what the news is it should be something going above and beyond right we've gotten so far down <laughs> that, that the basic like you know we're gonna start seeing like Johnny held the door open for old Miss Susan. It's like what the fuck? That's where we're going because it's 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 so uncommon, mm -hmm. and then like that's what's sad. But let's get off this one because I don't want to be all. We can be a, yeah, let's <laughs> let's not be Debbie Downers all the time. Fear the Walking Dead. I did. What did you think? Uh, it was okay. Uh, I mean, I th I think um, it's. It's definitely going to be a, a, a build-up kind of thing, which I mean, which they've done with most of the seasons of the regular Walking Dead. So I, I wouldn't expect any less there. 
I saw a lot of people like flipping out. Like as soon as it was over, a lot of people on social media saying that it sucked and it was bad and it was this and that. And it's like, I think you, you got to give it more than one episode before you do that. Yes. Yeah. And it's like you you know it's a six episode thing. It's been announced, everyone's aware. Why are you judging it on one episode? You have no idea where it's going. And it's just one thing like you have to if they just started that with zombies everywhere. Like you wouldn't care about anybody. You could have every one of those characters if they started it that way could have been killed and you would not have given a shit. Well, the, 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 the danger that they've hit from the beginning of doing this series is just making another show that's the exact same thing as the, the regular show. So to get away from that, you need to do something different, and, and that is get going before it starts and, and as it starts. Because now we've seen, most of the, like, like for example, most of the walkers that we see have been dead a long time, for the most part, in The Walking Dead, Whereas this, you know, they're all fresh and new. They're just getting turned. Um, you know, the, the zombies aren't fully realized yet as traditional zombies as we think of them with the rotting flesh and stuff like that. So it's to me, it's, um, it's something that uh, I, I think they're trying to establish as something different. And you have to do that by developing the characters and things first so that we care enough about them that if they do, they do die, which is inevitable on a show like that, that we care that they're dead, you know? And so to not have an episode or two at least that develops those characters before everything goes crazy just seems uh, like poor planning. So I, I think in, in their case, they did pretty well. You know, I, it, it was interesting to see the uh, the diversity in the characters, and I don't just mean that in a in a racial way because it seems like they... Uh, they it, it, it's, you know, Walking Dead, the regular show has this this thing too where... Uh, they, they have more racial diversity than most shows on television, but then they fall into a lot of the same stereotypes. Like, it seems like, uh, you know, after we hit the quota of so many black people on the show, we have to kill them off. You know, like once well, a new black guy is on the show, we, we have to kill the last black guy off because we can't have too many black people on the show. And it seems like the same, same thing is, is happening here where, uh, you know, the first episode we meet, uh, you know, it's an interracial family and stuff. And I'm like, okay, there, that's, that's cool. You know, that's more modern. I mean, it's, it's, it's more common, uh, you know, in, in pla- places like where we live, maybe it's not as common, but in places like LA where I believe this takes place in LA, right. Um, that's, that's obviously very, very common. Uh, but then the, the, the one black kid on the show immediately is, is outed. Yes, yeah, spoiler. Uh, by episode's end, we find out that he's a drug dealer, and it's like, really? Like, <laughs> it, it it couldn't have been the white kid. Like, really? Like, geez, you know? It just it it seemed it it just seemed like uh like wh- I get it. It's not like you know there 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 aren't black people that can't deal drugs, but I mean, come on, like it 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 just seemed like a step backward in the same episode. It was weird, but you know, other than that. Uh, I, I liked the characters. I thought they were, you know, at least diverse enough. And I liked how they they th- slowly throughout the episodes spread them out to different areas so that they're going to get separated. And I think that's important because the first thing that would happen in a, in a apocalypse situation like that where everything's going crazy and there's riots is you want to get all your loved ones in the same place. 
And so the worst panic, the worst feeling in the world you can imagine is having everyone spread out all over and you can't find them and you don't know where they are or what they're doing. So that's, to, that's very frightening. And I, I think, I think they should play that up and I hope they do. of a lot of these types of shows like like i mean this is a really poor comparison but it's like saved by the bell and saved by the bell the new class like <laughs> you're taking the, the same i'm glad you went there <laughs> the easiest comparison <laughs> walking dead and saved by the bell but like you, you can easily do that and then you have you know because that's what winds up happening a lot of these these shows because you have a bunch of people in the back room like well this is how it is this is this is the formula for success you have this person this one and they just describe the characters and then here Put it in the oven and repeat that, and that's what generally winds up happening. And like seeing this, it was refreshing because they didn't immediately go that route. There wasn't this immediately this strong character. You, you kind of get the thing of like you don't know who's going to become like that leader person. Who I mean, they're going to be because that that inevitably happens. Right. But it's not set up that way right away. Like the, these are people who are used to suburbia and suburban life, you know, and they gave, you know, I, I liked a lot of the little hints they gave, like uh, the one of the, the main characters is a teacher. And so he's given a class uh, about um, uh, Jack London and he's talking about, you know, surviving in the woods and, and stuff like that and how important that is. So, of course, that, you know, lead to, you know, surviving you know, as, as, uh, you know, once everything goes down and the, the one student is like, well, you know, why do I need to, uh, light a fire? I know how to, I know how to turn my stove on, like no big deal. And it's like that guy, you know, isn't going to live five minutes because if he can't start a fire on his own, there's no way that he's going to be able to make it through all this. But it, it, it kind of solidified in the back of your mind that like a lot of these people are going to be horribly unprepared for what's going to happen. You know, because we, we as the audience have the benefit of we already know uh, what's going to happen at, to the entire world at this point or, you know, at least a good part of the world. I mean, we don't know completely. We haven't seen other parts of the world other than the United States. I'd be interested to see. they. I, I think maybe they should have done like, a, a, you know, 28 Days Later kind of thing and shown what what's happened in England or something like that. Right. Because they would have had to do some location shoots and that would have been a whole other. And, and um, Amer- I mean, we, we know this from working at Blockbuster. It was so hard to get people to watch a foreign film, even one that was English. Yeah. I swear we would have people complain. Like if I rec- recommended a British movie, it's like, oh, I don't understand what they're saying. Really? Because we are speaking the same language. Just because their slang is a little bit different. Right. You can't, because it's like, what I like is going to be different than what you like. Even if we are very similar in a lot of things, there's still maybe certain nuances that I don't like that you do like. And it's like, I can't just do this. I mean, people come to Blockbuster all the time and always ask me about like a horror movie. And I'm like, oh, God, there's, this is just always, because I'm like, 
because you're a hardcore horror fan and they might be, you know, the casual fan who's pleased with whatever PG-13 piece of crap is in the theater that week, you know, or, you know, they, they might like something that's, you know, weird and cultish and different, you know, like you don't, you don't know because you just met them. expecting you to like give them a free something or stuff like that so you kind of had to have that but that's a whole inside thing but um but no, i just remember like re- recommending the movie to people and they would come back and like oh this is a piece of shit i was like who even likes this and then you just stand there like, well that's one of my favorite movies uh all right don't don't ask me for a movie ever again right this isn't gonna go nowhere <laughs> but i see that way with, with beer a lot too people come to me all the time asking about stuff and like i don't like recommending anything to anybody Right. Because there, there is so much that it's like, what do you like? And then take it from there. But I will never just outright say, oh, try this and try this. It's, it's just too, anything, even with music and stuff like that. Because everybody's, it, it becomes very personal in a way. And I think it's like our brains are wired that way, that things become very personal. But I don't know what the other person's brain is like. And you don't want to take that risk of, I don't know, just completely alienating somebody or, or whatever reason. <laughs> Speaking of which, what did you uh, think of uh, Kung Fu Hobo? It was good. It was a nice. It, the Kolsch style is a really light German style. It's meant to be really. I think it's like five percent. And these, the, both the beers we have tonight are pretty pretty light. Which that's another like, way to kind of say goodbye to summer because it's usually what we're doing is having the lighter stuff in the summer. But uh, yeah, they just came out with it. And when I first heard the name, <laughs> that gives you a chuckle right away. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but no, I, I really like Smutty Nose a lot. Like, they're, to me, a brewery that's uh, underrated in a lot of ways. Like, they're in a lot of areas. They're, they're Smut Lab stuff, like the ones we're having tonight, are just starting to really trickle into the area regularly now. But no, it's a really good college. What, what did you think? I dig it because um, I, don't, I don't think I've had this style before at all. So um, it was definitely a, a different—I can get the, the German part of it, definitely. Um and uh, and it's still it's it's light, but it's got a, a good a good flavor to it that yeah. remains afterwards. Yeah. So yeah, I, I I dug it quite a bit. So what do we got? Uh, what's our next one here? Schmutzig. <laughs> I like that too. Yeah, this, Sh- is, this is a, a this is kind of a blend they did of a, of a Bavarian style lager with uh, an IPA. So it's kind of like a hoppy Bavarian. It sounds like an insult. Like, like you would, oh, this guy's a schmutzig. <laughs> German insult. <laughs> <laughs> the best kind. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, well, like, it, it's more of a, a malty style, which, like, that's what a lot of the German things, like, that's the other thing is we're getting into fall. Everyone starts, I mean, people that, like, complain about pumpkin beers now, it's become the new thing to be outraged about all the time. Oh, right, yeah. I see it. I, I, I'm seeing that already with, uh, you know, oh, it's, it's pumpkin-flavored everything. Yeah. Now, when I want to put them up instead of having to wait a while, 
and I don't really care about all of it. Like people got mad that the because uh, I think it was two two years ago we started seeing some of them coming out in July as the pumpkin beers, and that's when everybody started getting really pissed off. And like part of me can see that because that is a little awkward when it's like 97 degrees outside. I don't really like the thought of sitting and having a pumpkin beer, but don't buy it then. Yeah. Like that's the easiest way of getting around it. It's like, just don't buy it. If that's really pissing you off, don't buy it. Instead of spending time complaining about it, just don't and get it when you want it. it I th- it's coming from, uh, you know, like people were, were complaining, you know, Christmas and stuff was coming too early. You know, you see all this stuff in the department stores, the decorations and everything like that. And then came all the holiday theme this and holiday theme that. And now, you know, we start earlier with uh, the, the Halloween stuff and the pumpkin stuff and everything. So, but I mean, I like pumpkin stuff. I mean, I, I, I have no problem. I'm not one of them because there, there's some people that like really like craft beer that are just, oh my God, they, they, you, you think it was killing their mother putting out a pumpkin beer. Right. Like, I, it's not, to me, I don't mind it because I, I love the fall. It's like, to me, it's just, it's part of the fall for me. Yeah, it, it's, it gives you, it, it puts you in a certain headspace. That you would want to be in, so I mean, it, it's it's going to have a different effect for you. Oh yeah, and it's it's and I could see how some people if you're not into it or get bothered you because when they when it does come out, it is like you know the grand unveiling. I mean, they are when they come out, they are everywhere because now that's become a big seller for a lot of breweries. Even like locally, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I went down to Stegmeyer and was talking to them. That's their number one beer is their pumpkin. Like really above everything. Yeah. Wow. They they just that's their number one. Right now, for breweries, the fall and early winter is the biggest time of year for them to sell. Because pumpkin beers are a huge seller for all of them, and then they get into their winter seasonals that are around the holidays. Mm. And that's what, those are the two that they sell. And you, you figure, too, those that's a good time of year for a lot of gifts. So probably yeah. people are buying, oh, let me buy a case because he likes this kind of beer and stuff like that. So, you know, people are probably stocking up. Trying to make as much as they can off it because of the fact that this is the time of year when they make the most amount of money. They want to be able to make the most that they can. So if they extend the selling period out an extra month or so, then they can make a little more profit. So why would you not do that? And then it's just some people started to complain, but it's just it's leveling out. And now that people are complaining, it's just random noise because it, it's that complaint has been lodged a couple years ago. It went nowhere because everybody's obviously buying it. If everybody stopped buying it, everybody was outraged. It wouldn't be going on anymore. Right, yeah. So it's just null and void, and you kind of are just pissing in the wind. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. There's no no one responding. I think you summed up social media right there. (laughs) Facebook, Twitter, the whole nine yards. Just (laughs) pissing in the wind. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I, that's one of my favorite things to check out all the time. Just like the, the ridiculous things that people will go on a company site to complain about is just mind blowing to me. Especially now that you can do it publicly because before it was like, oh, you had to send them an email or something like that. Now it's like they just go on their Facebook wall or something and post something nasty or stupid or whatever. 
So this guy targets them and pretends to be customer service. Like he has a, an account that says customer service, but it doesn't specify, you know, what it is or anything. And he fakes being the customer service rep and rips them apart, usually like subtly or, or in, a, in a real funny way. And then is like, I hope that helps or something like that at the end, you know, like that. It's it's hysterical. And then then uh, just recently, another guy did it uh, for Target because Target had announced that um, they were doing away with the uh, gendering of a lot of their uh, stuff like uh, their their boys and girls clothing and stuff like that. It uh, they're they're just trying to blend that stuff together now because you know you can dress your kid however the hell you want with that whatever colors you, you want you know and there's been a lot of debate over the years of the the blue and pink and is it really all necessary and stuff like that and so this guy just took to uh, took to their Facebook and started screenshotting his interactions with these people pretending to be a Target representative. And it's it's it was a riot. It was so good. I, th- I I if I'm not mistaken, him and the original customer service guy were helping each other. Like they were tag teaming. Yeah, it's hysterical. No, there was, I came across that one and then just seeing what was going on. What, what blows my mind with it is that you know it used to be you had to call an 800 number, and you know during a certain time frame. But the thought of all right, it's in the public now. To me, that would make me take a step back. Like. People to see. I'm not calling one on one talking to somebody, but it seems like it's done the opposite effect, and it just makes people want to stay more asinine, stupid, time wasting things about stuff. Right. Which, it, it, if it was an email, I could understand that even because it's still, you know, people have that power of thinking it's almost like anonymous to them, but you are doing that in front of other people, mm-hmm. and you have that, like, just don't give a shit about what anyone's going to see. Just throw it out there. So I love it because, in a lot of ways, it's something they deserve. Oh, <laughs> definitely. Some of, them, some of the stuff they complain about. But yeah, I, if go and find that. I think it's just it's just called. I think oh, I can only change it to hope that helps. That's what it is. No one oh, really? can say customer service. I think the profile you find it. It's called hope that helps. <laughs> that's what it is. But you'll see. There's a bunch of people following it, but it's like one of the funniest things to follow on there. Like I love reading all those things. Well, people in general are just so entitled anymore, you know, like, and you hear that word a lot now. You hear entitlement generation, you hear, uh, you know, just in, in, the entitled this, entitled that. And uh, it do, it doesn't particularly uh, mean uh, a gender or a race or uh, creed or anything like that. It just seems like uh, everybody's being accused of being entitled anymore. And I think there's truth to it to an extent. You know, at the same time, like, I don't know. I mean, I know older generations who act just as entitled as younger generations. So, you know, I don't know if it's a if it's a cultural thing or, or not. You know, I mean, maybe it's a – is it an American thing? I don't know. I mean, I guess partially. Yeah, I would, I would think if you're going to – it'd probably be more of that. And you just kind of get that feedback just watching the, the news in other areas and how we're viewed and how we view the world, you kind of get that look. You know, if you're looking at a place that's just talking about the world news, they're just talking about what's happening in these different countries. Whereas here, for us, it only makes the news if it's what's happening in these other countries and how it affects us. 
Right. And like that's that's the only time you hear about it is if it affects us. If it doesn't, you don't know what's going on in Botswana or you know you don't. It's not important unless it's directly affecting us. Well, you know, there's there's a uh, a a big problem in Europe with uh, with terrorists and things like that, which you think would interest the United States, considering we've had so many issues with terrorism over the years, and we've, uh, you know, we've we've continued to fight wars on terrorism, which is just such a broad term, I don't even know what it means anymore, but um, it wasn't until recently you heard about, uh, there was a shooter on a subway train, I believe it was, that um, these three Americans were able to stop, and uh, because it was Americans, we were talking about it here and, you know, go America and, you know, awesome. And it's awesome that they did that, that they put their lives on the line and stopped this guy. But like a lot of this stuff happens all the time. And this is probably the first time a lot of people had heard about it. Cause if you read a lot of those articles, there's more and more about all the other stuff that's going on. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Like I'm I'm huge into uh into comic books and cartoonists and things in general. So I heard a lot about the, the, the whole thing because uh a lot of those guys did cartoons in tribute to uh the guys who were killed and in spite of the terrorists, like, you know, screw you, I'll draw Muhammad all I want and uh, you know, did their own thing and I, I you know, loved the response and respected, you know, everything that, that went on. But it seemed like uh, outside of that world, like you said, there, were, there was in mainstream media, it was like it was a flash in the pan onto the next story uh, because it's not directly involving uh, American people, you know, which is bizarre, you know. And, and I, I don't I don't understand that mentality because, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, we are more and more global all the time. Yeah. seems like they want to be isolationists in some of the ways. And it's like, you, you can't go back. Right. No matter, and like you even see people saying, oh, if we spend all the money that we spend on these other global interests on doing this for ourselves, we would do the X, Y, Z, fill in the blank. Like there's like a million and one memes like that on the internet. That's great and it's true, but you can't do that in this day and age. As much as it's like, Oh well, what are they doing for us? Or well, you know what? Though that's just the world we live in. Like we're all interconnected, and maybe you don't agree with the global politics of what's going on in different places. That's just how it is. If it wasn't, we wouldn't even have any money because it's all from the Chinese right now, anyway. <laughs> so well, yeah, these are people who don't understand how uh, how politics really work and how trade agreements work and things like that. So I mean. You know, who's to say that we're not giving them aid because they helped us do something, you know? But we don't get that far, you know? That's the stuff when you hear people being outraged about what Obama did in in some type of international setting. Like, oh, well, he, you know, traded this or did that. Well, that's just what you heard about. There's a million and one other things that you never heard about happening. Like, that's just one of the things that got through the cracks. And who knows what other presidents did that you never heard about or God, I don't even think I even want to know most of this stuff. Yeah. And, and it's like there's so many things that we don't know about on, on either side that, that go on 
sort of become outraged by you know one incident it, it, and ridiculous and in in any way like I was not a Bush fan whatsoever, but I'm not going to be outraged about one thing he did. It's it's a lot of things he did, and that's what I think is is upsetting with a lot of politics. And you see that with the way things are now, the way people are talking about you know uh, people that are running for different stuff. It's always one thing that like this one thing makes this politician a piece of shit. Right. Well, it's it's that bumper sticker mentality yeah. where you know I'm voting because of this. I vote pro life. You know things like that. And you're like, well, that shouldn't be your only criteria. You know, like, just what if the, the guy supports? You know, oh, he's against abortion. Well, okay, but he just you know, raped thirty thousand women. I don't know. That'd be an impressive feat. In the <laughs> he, he'd be Bill Cosby. <laughs> Not to not to downplay what he what he did, but like I th- I think I think we just need to talk about that more and more. Like we just need to highlight the fact that like America's dad is a serial rapist. Like that 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 t- I mean that says a lot about America in general. You know, like yeah, holy there was, crap. There was a meme that was going around, which was hilarious to me. It was a it was a three picture meme, and it had uh, Jared and. Oh, right. And the, the two of them were on the top, and it says, you know who's happiest about these two guys? And then on the bottom, you know, little Bill Cosby, and it says this guy. <laughs> Seriously, because it, it just takes the focus off him. He's no longer being, you know, the target of everything. Right. Which, you know, to his, to his credit and to his heart's credit, he didn't keel over from all this. Like, that's what I, I was kind of waiting for that. Like, it's not, you, know, you would think, yeah. yeah. I mean, look like, at... He's Well, look at the Joe Paterno situation. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, he he didn't even technically do, you know, the 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 he didn't rape anybody, yeah. you know, but he also and en- he enabled it, yeah. you know. So I mean, there there like uh, I was it's it's, it's funny that it comes up because uh, I was at a show the other day, um, just you know, supporting a a, a local uh, uh, singer songwriter and. I made a Joe Paterno joke and the other and and the other person was like whoa whoa you know like you know like they cuz they're they're a big Penn State fan it's like well I think you need to separate the two I think you need to to realize like you know like I, and the the best comparison I can make is uh you know like a guy like Stanley like I've idol you know like like many people have idolized Stanley over the years and then as you grow older as you grow as you get into as you become an adult um, you realize that like your idols also have flaws. They're not perfect people. Um, they they do things that you may or may not agree with over the years. They say things you may or may not agree with. And you just have to look at the overall person. And I think it's okay to have people that you look up to, but you shouldn't turn them into some kind of flawless god because you're just going to be disappointed at some point, you know. And you know, Stanley is one of those guys where uh, you know, by some accounts, he's a total piece of shit. You know, like they're are people who say, well, he screwed Jack Kirby. You know, him and Jack Kirby co-created the Marvel Universe. Uh, But, you know, they say, well, you know, Kirby didn't get credit for a lot of the stuff that he did, you know, like that he was really writing a lot of this stuff and then Stan Lee had put his writing credit on it. But it's like, at the end of the day, we don't really know what happened behind the scenes. You know, we're just 
uh, taking one side or the other. And a lot of that stuff has been settled for many years. You know, like, you know, Kirby, uh, uh, unfortunately, is is uh, is long gone. He died, you know, passed away in the 90s. But, um, but he talks, you know, he doesn't talk shit about Kirby. You know, like you ever, you mention his name, he again and again brings him up and says good things about him and stuff like that. So at least publicly he's doing the right thing and, you know, saying what needs to be said and stuff. So it's weird. It would be weird to me if like I find out tomorrow, oh yeah, Stan Lee's a serial rapist or Stan Lee enabled somebody to do something horrible or something like that. You know, that would definitely change my perspective and my fandom of what he did. I think I could still enjoy, I could, exactly, I think I could still enjoy the art, you know, I can still enjoy the comics and things like that, but him as a person, I think my perspective would change, and I think people don't separate those enough, so it's weird to me, this like, still, this hero worship of Paterno, because, I mean, even at the very least, even if you th- you think that, you know, he had nothing to do with anything, it's like, the the... All of the, the, the paperwork and evidence of the investigation shows beyond a shadow of a doubt he, he had to know what was going on. If if there were... There's no way that you can be... That's like being in an office that's not... I mean, like, yeah, Penn State as a corporation it is large. But sure. This Penn State as a football thing is a lot smaller. Yeah, it's still larger than a high school team. But it's still fairly, you know, most of that stuff that goes on in and around. Because you're going from a university, now you're going down to a football stadium. Now you're going from a football stadium basically down to a locker room where most of this initiated, that that that's what started this whole thing. Right. So you're right there. There's no way that you couldn't have heard a murmur or something. Like, that. that's what I mean. Like, there's no way that you couldn't have heard someone say, you can't even go in any office environment you can't even go down to the bathroom without having to hear about what someone did or said at some point that you don't even give a shit about that's not serious as raping a child right and you're gonna hear something like that well a lot of it just goes back to this boys club mentality of you know it's just like the bros stick together and you know whatever happens you know like we're we're just gonna it, it we're just gonna help the other guy no matter how bad a person he turns out to be you know like we're there for him and uh, I never understood that. To me, it's like if I'm with someone and they're a piece of shit, I'm getting the fuck away from the piece of shit. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and I don't care. Like if I've known him for 20 years, if I find out like this guy's an asshole, well, this guy's an asshole. And that's the end of the story. Go fuck yourself and figure it out. Exactly. If I was hanging out with Jared. Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't know why I would be. But, a, uh, but, but again, you, like, you know, he's a good example because now he's everyone. Well. He's a good example of a piece of shit. He's a good. Officer. He's a good example of a piece of shit. He, he and his shit sandwiches. Literally, uh, he he's an example of a guy that everyone can just get behind and say, "Oh well, yeah, I always thought he was creepy and whatever." Like the, the, everybody can get. Shut up. Yeah. No, just because a guy's weird, yeah. maybe he just plays a lot of video games in his basement. It doesn't necessarily mean he rapes children. Like, my God, you know? They they just jump to these crazy conclusions. But, I mean, I just, I like, for for him, it's easy because uh, who who gives a shit about the Subway guy? It's not like anyone has that, that terrible allegiance to Subway. Yeah, <laughs> right. 
oh, they're all over this, right? <laughs> so it's it's like uh, it's easy for us to all just to get together and say, oh yeah, well let's condemn that guy and yeah. stuff. But then when it comes to somebody like like uh, you know paternal, like a like a, a football coach or something like that who's idolized, then all of a sudden it, it's we start making excuses and things like that. It's like why can't we hold this person up to the same standards as this person. Like when you see, you know, if if uh, a, a rapist gets arrested, you're like, oh, hang him, cut his dick off, whatever. You see that all the time. But then Cosby gets, you know, accused of it by, you know, how many women at this point? I mean, it's it's 30-some, f- almost 40, something like that. Uh, you know, it's obvious that he's done something here. Like, I mean, you, you, even if you don't want to believe them all, you you have to admit like it's it's kind it's kind of damning at this point. Because you, you heard some people starting to say like we've known about this. Right. There's there was a culture of of this denial of it, you know, and and uh, and then you wonder, well, how many other celebrities out there, you know, is this covered up for? Or, you know, do we, uh, you know, are there other issues? Like, I mean, I, I've I've heard some some you know accusations about other celebrities now starting to come out like. You know, oh, there's rumors of this person doing that and that, but it's all rumors. You know, like I, I think uh, there needs to be a more open culture of us talking about it. You know, in the days where Cosby was popular, uh, women couldn't say those things or do those things. I mean, you know, women were were put so much more in their place. And and yes, I mean, I'm talking like the 80s and 90s. Like it, we have come a long way, uh, even just from from a few decades ago. So. At this point, I think now we need to be we we need to be more open about this conversation what to I prevent wonder, this. What I wonder even more is is what was it like back in you know early like you know twenties, thirties like or, you know even like the teen like when all this was going on in Hollywood was first becoming something and these celebrities were first starting to become something like you heard those stories of like you know fatty arbuckle and all these like kind of messed up things people were doing how much of that went on even more so that we never even heard about because like, we know a bunch of them got away with murder because sure the ones that it came out that they got away with murder so how could it not have been like that's what i wonder more is like now we're starting to get caught up where it's it's getting harder and harder to hide things when you're at that level, it's getting harder and harder to hide these things. And you know, where has it come from, though? Because there was so much that, that was on and on that we never know about. Right. And that's what I think is more of a fascinating thing would be to get back and find that stuff out. Because it's sad because that, that's what led to Larry Smith. Because there was groundwork laid getting it to the point where it was okay to, well, this is okay to put under the rug. Like, we won't talk about this, we won't talk about that, and then eventually stuff starts to come out, and it's like, all right, and then that's how it goes. It just comes in reverse. Like, we'll, 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 we'll let this one out. We'll talk about this a little bit, and then we'll wait a little bit, and then we'll, we'll talk about this. And you see that with everything that happened with, with gay marriage, and all this. Like, okay, well, now we're okay to talk about this. And now we're seeing it with, with marijuana. Like, it's just slowly now pulling stuff back out from under the rug that we swept under. Even, even going back with drugs, like, you look back, like, you know, God, like, Marijuana was common everywhere. You had, uh, what, was it, what was it? Um, it wasn't acid. It was on the cover of Time Magazine, I believe. Like it was like the wonder drug. And it was it was acid or PCP. It was one of those things like before it became illegal. 
and it was like the cure all drug. <laughs> it's like we used to, you know, lift these things up on high, and then it became all oh, people that people eat shit to feed this stuff, and then you know take it back under and. Right. Well, I mean, look at all we did with with cannabis, cannabis oil, things like that for years until, you know, then it becomes illegal. And then all of a sudden it's, you know, it's the devil's weed and all this other kind of shit. You know, it's it, it completely it's it's all in public perception. It's all how you manipulate people's perception of what something is or isn't, you know, and then you you play into the, the you know, the pharmaceutical companies now. You know they're con- they they control you know uh, a a few a few small you know a few companies control uh, all of, all of the 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 drug intake that we have and there's stuff on the market now that was just coming out the other day that uh, the 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 billionaires behind OxyContin have made so much money off a drug that kills more people than marijuana or anything else you know like there's a lot of illegal drugs that don't kill as many people as OxyContin does. Oh man. <laughs> it gets into you know, pharmaceutical companies don't make money curing anything. Right. They just don't. Exactly. That, that's really what it comes down to is they're inventing things to be able to have enough to stave off some of the effects of stuff long enough for you to then go and take another one of these pills to stave it off a little bit longer. Right. And and I'm not I'm not the one that people are sitting around saying they have a cure for cancer and they're sitting on it. Like I wouldn't doubt it one bit if that was the truth, but I'm not going to go down that because the next thing I'm saying is 9-11 was an inside job and blah, 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 and like so. Yeah, there we go. Oh. That's, I can't, I cannot subscribe because like if, if I let my mind go into that, I can see how you can, I, I completely do, but to me, you are looking at the world as black and white then. Right. You're thinking that you're like, no, 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 you, you don't just, so much more and you're getting into like Illuminati and all that but that really is a black and white thinking because it's either this one did it or this one didn't do it well you know it's it's funny because the same people who flip out about you know how you're all sheeple you know you're you're all the people who can't think for yourselves <laughs> you can't hardly wait let me t- yeah <laughs> you're all sheep <laughs> But then they're the same. Then then they go off on these crazy tirades that they have quote unquote facts for. It's like, well, then what makes you any better than the person with those other facts? You know what I mean? Like like you you put yourself on the same level now, where you're just some crazy preachy psycho who's just going on about all this stuff all the time, and they they tie it into no matter what. You know, like you you you'll see, you know, like uh, you know Did this. You Right, exactly. Okay. <laughs> uh, where did that? <laughs> completely out of left field. That's what, I mean, every time I've been around someone that really subscribes to that, that's because they, they want to work that in so bad. Right, they want to bring it up, but they don't know how, so they do it the most like weird, uncomfortable way. I always wonder, like, are you one of those guys that just likes to be a dick and push buttons on people? Yeah. Or do you really think you're gonna, you know, espouse something that that no one's ever seen on a? Cause who gets convinced like that? Yeah, like, like who's walking around Target shopping, you know? And they're like, "Oh man, I never thought about it that way before. Let's leave right now and burn the government to the ground." What? I just because I remember people used to come in at Blockbuster, like because that was when it was at the height, was like not long after. Yeah. And, and I remember people used to come in and start like saying stuff, and I just never would engage in conversation because I'm like, I will. 
feel like I should be in a room that's all white. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I couldn't I couldn't do it. Can you? I watched those videos. Like I can't remember the the one guy. It's a big conspiracy. Oh, uh, uh, loose change yeah. was the big one. I think. Well, the the guy behind it. I can't think of. Oh, Alex Jones. Yes, that's it. Okay. Yeah. He still he still has yeah, still like yeah. he gets paid to he do that. Like that's the thing. It's Right. Like again, these people who 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 constantly talk about, you know, oh, well here's the real story behind this and here's the real facts and let me tell you what well, let's look at a guy like Alex Jones for a minute. Here's a guy who profits from that stuff. Don't you think he's just going to keep perpetuating crazy shit? Finding quote-unquote new information. Right. It's like a, like a guy like Rush Limbaugh or anything else, you know, who who just does it on a different level. It's, you know, I'm going to get on the radio, say a bunch of stuff that makes people crazy, and they're going to tune in and either yell at me or, or totally agree and nod their heads, you know. But either way, you know, I'm getting publicity. I'm getting money. You know, I'm getting advertisers. I'm good, you know. That was the one. Like, he was the one that I always bothered me because you saw that right from the get-go. You know, he was being paid to talk places and then, you know, being paid to put materials together and all this stuff. I'm like, why are you listening to him? Like, once that happens, it, whatever he says is irrelevant, basically. It, it just kind of goes out the window. And the people still subscribe to him and still follow him, and he's just gotten more and more rich from I mean, I, I highly doubt he's rolling in it now at this point because the, I, I don't think a lot of the people, and I don't mean to uh, generalize, but I don't think a lot of people that follow that thought process are uh, the wealthiest people in the world. Right. So I don't think they're buying every edition that he puts out of things. But there's a lot within that that it just, it's mind-blowing because once, to me, I always thought if I went down that rabbit hole of the government did this, which I can see how people would think that. Again, I will say that because you see the stuff and it is compelling things in there. But you go down that, how do you trust anyone? How do you leave your house? Right. Because it's just like it's gone. It's it's done. There's nothing. There's no safety net left in the world. And mm-hmm. that's like you, you become like Mel Gibson in Conspiracy Theory. Yeah. And you're just like, you're gone. Right. And, and everything about it, like you said, you booby trapped in the house and you're just like, <laughs> they're going to come for you at any point and Bill Gates is after your brain. And, all. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I, don't, I don't get that. Like, I can't. I cannot get myself to subscribe to that thought as much as it's intriguing. And I'm sure life with that thought process is very uh, interesting and entertaining. Absolutely. You never have a boring day. Sure. I mean, you're always thinking someone's after you. Your days are really exciting. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I just, I could not do it myself as much as uh, I love looking at stuff that's counterculture and questioning. Sure. Know, but that's just too far down. I just I think it's better left to to inter- entertainment like anything else like uh like you know movies like Pie or things like that where it's just you know I'd rather watch the crazy guy on screen go nuts thinking he's being followed and stuff like that. I mean it's such a plot of so many movies you know oh I you know he used to work for the government and now he's being followed by government agents and stuff like that and you know but it's funny because you the same people who say the government is stupid and inept and they can't do anything is also the same people that think they they can pull off these insane conspiracies that they can take over the world and brainwash people and put things in your brain and all this other kind of shit. It's like, well, it's either one or the other. Either they're absolutely dumb, which I think there's way more evidence to prove, or they're like absolutely brilliant. And I, I, I think... 
I think it falls somewhere in the middle where maybe they're good at some things and, and uh, you know, like I think there's there's people who are great at speeches. You know, there's there's people like, you know, Donald Trump, who is a total moron, but he can rile people up because he knows the buzzwords and the talking points to say that anyone doesn't matter who it is. Doesn't matter if you got a bad toupee or not. People are going to listen to you because you're saying these buzzwords and these things. You're hitting those points. Right. And and it just it gets it gets people talking, and that's that's really what matters, you know. I mean, he's using the same you know he's using the same talking points that any of these you know radio idiots and stuff do. So who cares, you know? Like at the end at at, at the end of the day, it's it's like as long as. It, it, whatever he's doing is not really affecting my life, unless he becomes president of the United States. Then that—that's a frightening th- uh, idea. I, I don't even—I don't even know. Part of me is so apathetic. I, I always hold back from political conversations because, like, yeah, I have my opinions on stuff, but I'm so apathetic about all of it at this point because you have to spend like how many millions of dollars to become president now? I forget what they give him like a figure again recently. It's an astronomical amount of money, and you don't get that yourself. You get that through other quote-unquote donations. Right. So you have to answer to somebody. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really matter. Like That's kind of how I've gotten to be, and it sucks. Like I don't want to think that. I don't want to be apathetic. Like I'd love to think, you know, like an FDR or someone's going to come out and just, you know, bring America back to whatever. I don't know what we are anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it back to what? We always seem miserable about something. Like, like, you, know, you look back in history and you think about, like, oh, what if... That's the one thing I love, too, is, like, you see these people, like, oh, if Abraham Lincoln was around now, it, it's a different world. Like, you can't say, like, I thought FDR was a good president, you know, going back, like, historically. But I don't think you can run the country anymore. Because it, it's right. a total different, like, there, there's... It's a different way of life with the way everything is, and it's not... How it was, and you can't. You have to compare a president in the time they're in. That's it. Exactly. And you see that all the time. People trying to. It's like in um the last Rocky movie where they they were taking like legends and fighting each other in this computer game. It's like well, that's great. Yeah. It doesn't work out in real life. <laughs> but that's like where people have to do. And I think half the time it's just because they're trying to freaking fill time on the the shows because they have nothing else to talk about because nothing else happened. Right. That, that was the one thing that was frustrating with today was like, I saw what happened and it was like really sad and you hear this from the backstory on the people and I was like, that's awful. But then it was on for another like seven hours, nothing else talked about. And you know what, I, th- I think that's that works against us in a lot of ways because what I see happen, especially because most news, like especially the 24-hour news stations have turned into... Uh, this constant conversation where it's all opinion and and what their idea of what they think happened. Oh, you know, it could be this and it could be that. And people are just taking that as fact. Like, it's not like the old the old days where it was like, okay, here's the six o'clock news. And we got to shove as much news as we can in that half hour or hour. And uh, you just you state the facts and you keep going. It wasn't it wasn't you know you didn't have time to sit there and expound on every little thing and give your opinion. Now it's like if if you have seven hours of the same exact story over and over, and obviously there's not going to be developments every single second. You're just going to have your quote unquote experts, which I mean they're just 
they're 99% of the time they're morons. There's some guy who, who you know, here's a guy who wrote a book once. Here's a guy we found on YouTube this week. You know, like things like that where they're just, they're self-elected, you know, experts on whatever. And they, they cycle these people through the 24-hour news cycle and they go on and on about stuff that they have no, they're just going on about general things that they know. You know, they might, this, well, this guy wrote a book on shootings. Yeah, but he didn't write a book on this shooting because this sh- we're just still learning about this shooting. So he's going to go on and on about what he thinks the shooter's mentality is and things like that. It's like, but he's not him, A, and B, we don't know all the facts, so he can't be saying these things. Sure. That whole uh, Ashley Madison thing that's happened. Yeah. And that they keep bringing people in like relationship experts. And it's like <laughs> they just spit out the same stupid bullshit about cheating and cheaters. And it's like, well, yeah. Like it's kind of all common sense. Like what, you know, how awful people can be. Yeah. And it's just like that whole thing has been, part of really has been, and that's another thing. It's kind of a, a double standard because that whole thing has kind of been really funny to see this happen to people because. They kind of deserve it. Piece right. of shit to do that. It's like, and like, but now there's now a uh, joint lawsuit, like a class action lawsuit against them from some of these people. I mean, like, yeah, it's sad because they're supposedly, I guess they haven't fully, but there's been two suicides linked to the information coming out. Roughly linked. But, um, but there's a class action lawsuit from some of these people because I guess when you signed up for that site, you were, be able to, you were allowed to pay a secondary fee that was supposedly supposed to wipe out all your information. It wasn't going to be stored anywhere. Right. Well, well guess what? Yeah. Yeah, nothing. nothing. Once it's on the Internet, it exists forever. And that's what, like, the whole thing is, like, now they're, like, going back and they're, they want to sue them. And it's like, how do you have the balls to do that? Right. I mean, like, part of me thinks, like, the people that are doing it probably weren't. Because that's what I always wonder, like, because there was supposedly... Uh, people in marriages cheating. Like, how did you verify? Did you have them put the marriage certificate number into the? Like, I don't know how they verify that this is a married person. But I kind of think like maybe they weren't married; they were single because right. they could not see a guy or, or a girl. Because you know, I think there were women on there too. Um, but going through that and having basically you know being publicly shamed in the way that they were, and then saying, "Well, sue like." Why wouldn't you just fade off into the darkness? Like, yeah. Just <laughs> and let it be like, oh, wow, I'm a piece of shit. I'm just going to disappear. <laughs> Instead of standing up and being like, no, I'm going to represent all these people and I'm going to sue. Like, you're really. really you're just burying yourself further. Yeah. Like, even if you've got the money, who cares? Like, you, you're going to have your face out there and you're going to have your name out there. Especially in all that legal paperwork that people are going to look up forever and ever. I mean, that's public record. It's just better to just kind of disappear. Yeah, like, like you have the, the, the best thing of all of this that came out was that whole thing with the Duggar, or Duggar, or Duggar, however how you say the name. Yeah. Because that guy putting himself out there, it's another one. It's like, you, you can't, if you're going to put yourself out there in a way that some people do, you better damn well make sure that you're not going to have yourself in that position. Especially because, you know, and th- this is nothing against what he believes or doesn't believe or or whatever. Uh, you know that's irrelevant. The fact that he stood up on a soapbox and told other people how to live, 
that he's saying that this is wrong and, you know, gay people are evil and they're destroying traditional marriage and all this other kind of stuff. And then here he is shitting on his own marriage every single day, you know, and paying for it, no less, with two accounts. And then, you know, there's he had an OkCupid account, from what I understand, too. Um, and then there was the guy who uh, he went viral, which, again, viral videos stop making stupid people famous. Um, a guy who he, he you know, he, uh, he, he announced he did it in a cute way. He announced like, you know, to his girlfriend because his girlfriend didn't know that like, she didn't have the test back yet of whether she was pregnant or not. And it went viral a couple, uh, maybe a month or two ago. Um, and then he announces to her that, you know, she's pregnant and wow, you know, and then they found out that she had, she had a miscarriage like, a couple weeks later and it was really so, so like, you know, we, we went from this big high, like, oh yeah, this is so great. Look at how cute this is to, oh no, this is terrible. And then we find out a couple weeks later that he's also part of this Ashley Madison scandal that he, you know, he, oh, well, you know, and then, then it, then he starts going on all this Christian stuff. You know, and it's like before it was just, oh, he's, you know, nice guy and this and that. And then it became, well, oh, I'm forgiven by God and blah, blah, blah. And it's, oh, you know, my wife has forgiven me and, and whatever else. And it's like, oh, just just stop, like, stop sharing these stupid ass videos. You know, like, I'm just so sick of it. Right. So it's like, why is that someone to listen to <laughs> and, and be like, oh, they're real, they have a good opinion. Like, no, they don't. They're just an asshole. Right. And it's just, and it's, it kind of just set it up, up for failure. And it was one of those things, though, you know, I was happy to see that because of the bullshit this guy's been spitting out of his mouth for so long and, and hurting other people. Right. And then to find out that, you know, and then it's a, within that, like, that's the arena that you see it more than anything is that ultra right wing I'm going to tell you how you're living your life wrong and then they're 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 suppressing something it looks yeah. like or they're hiding some yeah, some kind of when you find out something they have you know secret affairs or they've been you know closet homosexual their whole life and they haven't been taught like all these things but they're the ones that are out there saying like you know being gay is wrong they were they're in a, a gay affair of some sort or you know you should you know be loyal in your marriage and they <laughs> all these things like you can't you have to espouse your own or have an understanding of your own opinions on life before you even let something like that have any effect on you and it should only be a secondary thought process right because you're going to like they're gonna besides the fact like they're human and they're gonna screw up most of the time when it's like behind what they're saying is basically hate speech they're probably an asshole right in, in some way shape or form like that that's the whole thing it's like regardless if they're hiding behind religion or, or anything it's no religion tells you to be that much of an asshole yeah and people interpret it that way but that's no religion in the world is like that yeah it's uh, people just i I, th I think what most people do is they kind of have a set idea of of who they who they are and what they want to do and what they want to feel and then they take something and they manipulate it around it 
You know, it's like, well, because you can have you can have two different people that go to the same church who believe totally different things and live totally different lives because one has justified in their mind that this is how God wants me to live and he agrees with me. And then the other one, you know, has that. And I, I just I just think, you know, what an what an amazing miracle that must be that the 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 god on high who created everything the whole universe that you guys happen to be on the same page on everything you know like what 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 a what a coincidence that is isn't it like that's amazing that of of, of the billions of the the infinite you, you know lifetimes that this guy has been around or whatever and you know you're here for just that speck of time but you're just as smart and educated and and right on point with him you know, or her, or it, or whatever. <laughs> like, amazing, you know? Like, the arrogance of it. That's more what ruins any kind of religion stuff, is more so not what the religion is saying, because no religion is saying anything that is truly horrendous. It, it's ultimately all about acceptance and love of one another. That's what they, they're all, in some ways, getting towards. But it's, it's the arrogance of, I'm right and you're wrong, that yeah. ruins anything. Penn State fans. So I have graduated at the point that that happened, and I was so happy because watching that happen, oh, God, it was so obnoxious because I'm like, there are kids, like, not getting killed, but there are kids raped and you're rioting yeah. because of, of a, your coach. Like, regardless of how precious he was and, like, I never see it. It could also be, like, I'm not a big sports guy. I think that's also probably part of it. Yeah. But it's just, this is a football coach. And, and to see the complete disregard for what happened to kids like that, that was disgusting. More than anything, like, even getting, even if he, even if he somehow knew nothing and was completely innocent, the fact that you are writing over these things and just kind of disregarding what happened to kids it's just disgusting. Any any kind of fandom can go too far. Oh, I know. I, I was my uh, my first year living in Boston was the year they won the World Series after the ABC weird drought or whatever, and there was riots as you know you would expect. And, um, <laughs> but there was there was a girl that was killed up there, and they like did not make because they asked everybody I knew and all this, and it didn't make the news. They like kept it really quiet. Um, the police used a new. It was basically like you know those beanbag guns they have. Oh right, yeah. Well, they they used a, a super concentrated smaller one. It was the first time they were using it. It was the first time they ever even used it during a riot. But it was a smaller pellet that was a higher impact. I don't know what the the rationale behind it was, but they uh, there was a riot over by the stadium, and they shot in the crowd, and there was a girl. I think what the story. I think she was up on a pole. Um, and she wasn't even riding. She was just looking for her friends because she lost them in the crowd. And it shot her in the eye. And it killed her. Holy crap. Was, like, super like, high impact. It, went, it was, like, right in the eye and, like, it wound up killing her. And they just somehow kept that. And there was apps and throughout the city. Like, we all knew what happened. And, like, it was a big thing. And they, like, got rid of using that weapon and all this stuff. And it was just... That was my first experience, like being around a riot, like seeing stuff. Because I remember when they beat the Yankees that year, they like people were running around like looking for cars that didn't even have plates on, just to pet them. I mean, some poor guy is like visiting, you know, his family. <laughs> yeah, right. And he comes out in the morning, he's like, I wonder, 
<laughs> his car is just flipped off. And they're like trying to burn them. And I'm like, it really is just people being idiots and looking for a reason to to have that as like, hey, look, it's acceptable now. Right. <laughs> no, it's never acceptable. <laughs> but they would just use sports as that. I think that might be part of one of the things that kind of just kept me from getting like really, really into it. Yeah, I've never been been part of the the bros club. Uh, even even in you know when growing up and that, all that. I so. Yeah. And like just seeing how it is now and like that whole pack mentality and people fighting with other ones like you like you like this team and someone insults you for liking them. Like, I mean in case you haven't noticed from listening to the show, you know, I like to overanalyze pop culture. <laughs> That's my bag, you know, like if 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 I'm watching some sort of entertainment, there's really not much more you can say about the sport than who wins and who loses. Yeah. You know, like you can analyze, you know, well, this person could have done this differently or this person's a good player or not a good player because of this or that. But there's no real like deeper meaning involved there. And see, I like to like read a book and then think about what the book was about or what the book was trying to tell me or watch a movie and try to see, you know, what the symbolism is behind it or something like that. You know, like we were talking about Fear the Walking Dead before. Like, I was thinking about the themes of the show and what it was trying to say and things like that. That's that's where I'm going. With. Like that's And that's where I got the enjoyment out of it or not. It's uh, To me, it's not so much about, you know, oh, how many zombies did they get in the head today? You know, like, th- who cares? Like, that's cool. Like, that's part of the entertainment value of it. But yeah, you want to okay. Well, why you know why are they they talking about this? And you know maybe it's a, a that like that show might be uh, really cool and topical as it progresses because we have so much unrest right now and there's so much you know uh, like can we trust the government or not and things like that and that plays a lot into you know the the show. I mean, right in the first episode, you know you have a kid who says you know I hear these things online, but people are covering it up and. You know, she's like, oh, well, don't worry about that. They would tell us if something's going wrong. And sure enough, everything's going wrong. And he's looking at her like, bitch, I told you so. Like, Yeah, he's like 14, 15, something like that, you know. And, and he's he's just more informed because of because of that, you know. So I, I don't know. It's 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 I, I, th- I think it'll be interesting to see what the message of it is. Yeah. It's the same result, yeah. To me, it's the same thing. Like, I understand there's, like, passion behind it. Like, I'll watch a Super Bowl once in a while and stuff like that if I somewhat care about. But, like, I never get to the point where I'm one of those guys, like, throwing something at the TV or, you know, calling the ref an idiot. Or Even when I was younger and went to sports games, I, I was never that person. And I was always embarrassed around those people. So I'm like, oh, my God. Like, just why do you Let it go. It? Yeah. And, like, yeah. Or the worst is, and I don't mean to... to on the area, but the worst is when you go back to like preschool games and you see the, that going on. The people, not that I, I shouldn't say when I go back, but when you see or hear about people going back to high school games, because I, I almost could not tell you the last time I went to a, when I was in high school. Right. And even then, I didn't like going. It was just kind of like, oh, well, everyone else is going. 
going on a Friday night, they'll walk around in a circle for two hours. <laughs> right. But you, you see these people that like graduated a long time ago and still going back. And yeah, they're like still hardcore about it. Well, yeah, and still knowing who's playing. Like that's what blows my mind is like you know who's still who's still there and like who's still like I shouldn't say still there, but I mean who's the quarterback now and stuff like that. And it's like how they're related to someone you know and like jeez. Yeah, I mean, I could. Who does that? Less about any of it. Like, I don't know the coaches. I, I, I just, I don't get that stuff at all. Like, it's just kind of. I mean, you get why it's kind of the same thing as holding on to your youth and you know listening to stuff you listened to when you were in high school for like a memory or. But I, I just couldn't. Maybe it's just because I never had those connections. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, we weren't big sports guys when, you know, play that kind of stuff. So, I mean, you know, maybe it brings back that that kind of nostalgia. But I feel like it's almost like it's almost not even your business anymore. You know, it's like that's you're so far far removed. bizarre i just it's something i never i just don't i can't really even compliment like, com- like comment on too much because like i don't get it right i'm just like so amazed by it but you see that a lot in like small towns kind of thing so i don't know i think that's probably why you notice it more here because you see a lot of that in those larger areas yeah i don't know what do you think of this one schmutzig i just i love that <laughs> you schmutzig <laughs> Uh, it's, it's cool. It's, um, it's cause I mean, it, it says IPA, mm. but it's, it's so, cause because it's a Bavarian IPA, it definitely has a different flavor altogether. It's not your traditional, what you would expect from an IPA when you, when you sip it. It, it, it already has like, when, you know, when you smell it, it's, it's very citrusy mm. and, um, and it's, it's, it's got, it's got that throughout. Yeah. So we'll see where they go. But So yeah, two very cool different styles this week. Yeah, one one good brewery, two very different styles. Mm-hmm. And just two of us. <laughs> and uh George maybe back. And one cup. And the, yeah. <laughs> 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 Sorry, had to had to I go there. See that one coming. <laughs> I don't know why. You 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 should have. You know what you're looking at here, right? Okay. He's been pestering me about going to places, so we might be going on some trips at some point soon. Okay. Once, uh, once I have money in my bank again. Yeah. <laughs> we might go do some That's super important. So we might not be doing anything anytime soon. 
Yeah. You didn't even know we missed a week, I bet. But uh, anyway, yeah, so we'll uh, be back next week with more people and more beer. So, (laughs) Thanks for listening.